I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now... Coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello, Puckleonians, and welcome to episode 52 of the Puckle TCG Cast. I am your host, Lord Jashira, and here we are, right back at you with another show. Uh, we did the... Full Forbidden Review, the two last episodes before the last one, and then the last one we tackled the news of the rotation. So it's been a lot of talks about what's going on in overall the TCG cast. I wanted to dedicate this show to what happened in what happens in Puckle, mainly the 2018 annual Puckle Tournament, TCG tournament. And that's what we wanna talk about today. And of course I'm not gonna be able I'm not gonna talk about that by myself, because we're bringing in Someone you already know. <laughs> and that is, uh, some say that when the zombie apocalypse starts, uh, he doesn't try to survive. The zombies try to survive. It's our Sigma. I terrify them. <laughs> I terrify them so much. <laughs> now we do have a new voice, uh, but an old member of the community, and one that reads so high in the ranks. Uh, this guy, not only ha- do we feature him in this show today because he was amazing in the tournament and, and did what he did, but also uh, shout out to him because in the last PuckleCon, he was of incredibly great help and he's always been a supporter member of our community and he deserves a shout out for that alone, not to mention what we're celebrating today and that is his victory in the tournament and that is, uh, some say that he will never had a heart attack because even a heart isn't foolish enough to attack him. It's Beaverla. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> well, thank and you I for having me. And I appreciate all the nice things you said too. Oh, of course. And now Beaverla here. Uh, you've been an active community and an uh, uh, active member of the community. Uh, people know you as the second place of the annual uh, Puckle tournament. Um, we wanted to have D Babs here, but. Uh, scheduling, uh, uh, he's a busy guy and it was really difficult, so, but the invitation for Dida Bats, the first place, um, <clears throat> winner of the tournament is an open one, 
So whenever he's ready, whenever we can manage it out and do a schedule, we want to have you in. If not to talk about the tournament, because that's what we're doing right now, for sure, pick a topic and we'll talk about that with you. So that invitation for D-Bats uh, is there. The, the original, the original, uh, don't get me wrong, the original plan was to have both Beaverlat and D-Bats, but we couldn't get D-Bats in. So, but Beaverlat is just as good, so welcome, welcome. Now, guys, the show today is going to be a little bit short, so we're going to skip the news, although, to be honest, nothing really has happened since last week. <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead and move on to Topical Beats. So, we'll be right back. Grab your ice-cold Corsola Cola and pull up a chair. It's time for Tropical Beach. And we are back to Topical Beach. You can feel the wind in your face, the sand under your, uh, under your feet, and the sun in your eyes. Uh, here at Topical Beach, we're going to discuss none other than the Buckle 2018 TCG Tournament. Uh, it's our second tournament. Overall, that we've done in Puckle uh, last year, our boy Grimscore took the first place. This time, it was D-Babs and Beaverlot took the really close lead. I mean, to be completely <laughs> honest, I thought you were going to win. Like, D-Babs came out of nowhere for me uh, and got first place. But you you were really good throughout the whole tournament, really steady there. So, uh, that was great. And... and I want just to take this opportunity, this show, to to talk a little bit. Now, I brought our Sigma specifically as well because he also participated in the tournament, so he can also um, give us some highlights and some information. Now, enough of me speaking. Let's go ahead and start this fun talk about the tournament. First of all, to both you and our Brave Airline, our our Sigma, what did you guys overall think about the tournament? How was it uh, in terms of difficulty, in terms of the variety of decks that you saw? Overall, how would you rank your enjoyment playing this um, this tournament? Any uh, any bad answers, uh, you'll be banned forever. But that, that don't worry about that. <laughs> we do not, by any sort, <laughs> infringe on First Amendment rights here. So, Bira, let's start with you. How was your turn in the tournament? How did it go? So... I like the way the tournament's set up. I like how you give everybody a week to get their matches in and that everybody is able to like kind of fit their schedule the best they can. Because obviously the community is so large now that trying to get all these people to do this in different times in a short times. time. And for how smooth it runs and how every single week it seems like everybody was still done by Sunday, no matter how crazy schedules got. I mean, I really appreciate that. And then, no, and then deck variety. I played a different deck each time. Oh, I got lucky. That's great news. Yeah, I didn't uh, hit a single steel deck, which did me a lot of favors. <laughs> and until uh, the last <laughs> round, my, my draw engine didn't fail me, which seems to happen a lot more in, like, real life than it does in TCGO. Yeah. But, no, this is, like I said, the second year of me competing in it, and I... I love it. I think that you guys do it so smoothly. And yeah, I have no complaints at all. Oh, thank you. The negative stuff was all a joke. You didn't have to take to heart. Um. Oh, I was being honest. Don't worry. <laughs> I would tell I... you if I felt Oh, I know you would. <laughs> uh, what about you, Sigma? Any highlights overall? Like nothing specific highlights about the tournament? Things that you enjoyed? Things that you didn't? That really you think you should change for next time? Uh, well, I actually also played mostly different decks each round. 
Uh, the closest thing I got was an Espeon Garb and a Drampa Garb in what I played against. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I uh, mentioned when Beaverla said that too, I mentioned my surprise. It was because last year in the first tournament, I did participate. Uh, and I encountered like three Garbordors Glaceon, uh, sorry, Espeon GX, like in a row. Mm. And it's like, seriously, aren't they more decks out there? So I was afraid that was going to happen again. But luckily, that didn't happen, so that's very, very great. Yeah, and then I always tried to schedule my match, like, first thing in the week. Like, I want to say my first game was done the night that <laughs> pairings were announced. And <laughs> then after you quick. have your... <laughs> Unlike video game tournaments, like, these are... Well, you already have your team set, so... Might as well get it over with as early as you can, and I love that part of this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> because right now I'm in the draft league, and that's where you look at a team sheet, and it's like, oh no, I have to prepare so much for this. And in this, I don't, because it's like I'm playing the same deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea how the VGC tournaments works whatsoever. I've not had the pleasure of actually playing in one, so I uh, do not know. <laughs> now back to Bingerla, uh I did want to ask, what deck did you use uh, to win second place in this tournament? Uh, and and so why did you go with that? So it's funny that you were talking about Espeon Garb because <laughs> that's what I play. That's what I have <laughs> built. It's why, it's why I normally use the climb the ladder to get mm -hmm. the ladder done like as soon as the ladder resets. And it's also what I play in real life, especially now that um, Buzzwall is just everywhere. Yes. So... Yeah. But I had a feeling that this TCGO and it's all about getting your cards as fast as possible. I was going to see a lot of Zorark. Yeah. So I also have my Zorark with a Gardevoir variant built. Ooh. And I dropped one of my Gardevoir out of the second Glade. And it was, it was actually more of a Glade deck. Focusing more on being able to snipe uh, Zorark from the bench. So I actually bumped up four Guzma. And just kind of really focused my deck on getting my Glade out, being able to set up for the next turn to be able to take out anything that was up there. And like I said, I got real lucky. I hit no steel decks because that was a big risk, especially at that time. The meta had really shifted towards steel. Yeah. And I was really afraid that I was going to end up paying the price for it. But I didn't, luckily. And like I said, I, I drew really well. The, four, the first four games, I, I had probably the best draw that I ever had. But... Yeah, I, I love Gardevoir. It's the first Gardevoir EX is actually the first deck I took to my first uh, national tournament two years ago. Nice. And I don't feel as bad playing Gardevoir online as I do playing it in real life. I feel like a bad guy. <laughs> You're sitting there just loading energy <laughs> on the Gardevoir and it's like, sorry. Well, that's awesome. But um, I uh, I just noticed that it's probably me that I'm not pronouncing correctly. The the deck I meant to say when I said all the, the that I've encountered was Garbordor and Espeon, not Guard. Of yes, Guard. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that, that yes. Mm -hmm. Espeon Guard. Yeah, okay. because the way I, especially now, I run it with two Trash Lance, two Garbotoxin. Okay. So, but yeah, that's that's really good now that Buzzwall is just everywhere oh god yes it's and and well it's going to get a lot less uh when all the fighting support leaves in the next rotation which is kind of sad for me no um, no <laughs> you don't think it. so no nah, boswell will be fine <laughs> oh no i'm not saying that boswell will not be fine but it's going to lose a lot of support so it's it's worth mentioning that 
being able to hit 50 and 30 on the bench for one f- strong energy, being not able to do that is it's it's good. <laughs> it, it's a ba- <laughs> it's a little balancing act, if nothing else. What about you, Sigma? <laughs> uh, what did you play? Uh, well, I played Vika Bulu. So, I had fun. <laughs> Any alterations yeah, to it, or did you just went on straight on classic Bulu? Um, it was a really tough decision right before the tournament whether I wanted to run a one of for Charger Bug. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really tough decision, and I'm kind of glad that I did. Um, I did have the one of Tapu Koko promo, which actually did do really well for me in one of my games against Seth Philo because he had a Celestila pro or the yeah, Celestila GX that I had to deal with and Tapu Coco can do that. Especially when you charge it up with the Vicavolts. It's a nice little thing. Um and, but sadly my first game was against uh Grimex score and he was playing the Espion Garb. And uh <laughs> yeah, if you don't draw well against them, you're you lose. So yeah, but that was my only loss in the tournament. So I was able to win out after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, and which brings the next question you answered ahead of time, um, but it goes to be for Lanau. What was the most challenging deck that you encountered? Even if you won, if you or uh, you only lost once, or even if it's a game that you won, what was the most challenging game against who and what deck? It was last round against Vikabulu. <laughs> I mean, without being able to, without being able to stop abilities, it really sucks going against that deck. And it's the reason why I like playing Garbotoxin in real life because shutting down abilities <laughs> and kind of like maintaining the round that way makes life so much easier. But in a, like in my deck, like I need the abilities too, so it's not even realistic. But man, he just kept getting the energy out there, and like my Gardevoir just, I mean, it couldn't keep up. Which, I mean, when he's going on, what, turn two, being able just to smack everything around is just, I needed time to evolve. And even with the four um, rare candies, I was just not getting my stuff down fast enough. Well, it's part of the game, man. It's it's the shuffle and the, and the draw. <laughs> it's the RNG that keeps us all really neatly on the ground <laughs> when it comes to all that. Um, so... Knowing what you guys spent, uh, the, the way the games went and how your decks performed and the the times of the type of deck that you encountered on the tournament, just looking back at the whole thing overall, was there any adjustments that you would have wished that you would have done to your deck? Uh, let's start with you, uh, Birla. Yeah, so I was only running a two-two Zorak or Zorak line. And looking back on it, I think I would have tried to cut some space to have a, at least a 3-3. Three, three. Mm. Because in that deck build, I mean, whenever you're running Zorak in a deck, Zorak is your main is your main thing. And then everything else is your support for Zorak, I guess. If you look at it kind of backwards. Yeah. And so since I was too focused on my Glaive, and I, since I dropped out the, the third Zorak line, I was not able to... Get stuff down, and I really think that if you're going to run that variant, you have to have a three-three line to do it consistently and can, yeah. like in consecutive matches. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, what about you, Sigma? Um, I think I might have tried to find an next some more room for either another Tapu Coco promo or another Mew. 
okay. from uh, Fates Collide. Uh, just because I hate that psychic matchup so much. <laughs> <laughs> I already have three. I already have three field bowlers to get rid of abilities. But oh wow! I, yeah. I think my Mew was prized. I think my oh. Mew was prized in one of those matches, so it it was rough. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Ah. Um. So but, and oh, also oh, starting yeah. free retreat is great. Yes, uh, free retreat as a starting I've been playing a uh, uh, oh a shameless plug a stream every Monday and Tuesday and Thursday, guys. Don't miss it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I did test out Greninja GX. Uh, it started out horrible the night, losing to about everything. And then midway, once I was uh, midway through the stream, uh, or either uh, I started to get the hang of it, or the tea slash whiskey really kicked in. <laughs> and I, I started win, uh, winning games nonstop, and, and I finished the night really, really awesome, and I'm feeling happy the Greninja. Anyway, the point I bring Greninja into the mold, um, so playing so Greninja... <laughs> So playing Greninja, uh, I encountered that that deck depends on a lot of switching uh, for now, right? That, that deck basically still in beta. Uh, but I've, uh, all the deck lists that I've seen online uh, ha- has it ha- um, with three or four float stones because you really need to switch around with that deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, being able to, like, when you get something in your start, it's like, oh, God, I have uh, whatever, Tapu Lele on the start, or even, wor- uh, well, that's the worst case scenario. But having uh, Oranguru at the start is a really, really big setback. But when you have, like, so many float stones or so many ways to get rid of it, it's not that bad. And it's, you really do get a sense of, oh, wait, no, this is not a draw set. This is just something I have to move around. Something that with other decks, as I was playing, like Metacross, I started with a wrong... Uh, with the wrong card, and it's downhill from there unless I can fix it ASAP. So I totally understand you on your point there on the Tapu Koko and, and being, able to, being able to just start with the cards that you need. Now, you guys set up on your deck... Oh, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, well, I wasn't running any float stone either, so all of my switching was through oh, wow. either a one-of switch or Guzma. So. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the necklace, so that's what I took. <laughs> hey, you, you, you brought the 2019 rotation to the 2018 tournament, so that's fine. Because <laughs> we won't have floatstone for longer either. Uh, so you guys set up on your decks. Well, uh, you guys set up on your decks early on, and you participated. Now, was there a second run, da- uh, runner-up in terms of decks? That you thought mm, you were between these two decks, and you ended up, of course, with the one that you actually used. But what was you had a second deck where you were like, "I am considering playing this." Uh, Sigma, let's start with you. Uh, where you had a second option? I, w- I was actually considering Espeon Garbodor, but I was like, "No, I want to have a little more fun." <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fun. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I don't like shutting down abilities and confusing people and then spreading damage and killing little basics on the bench. It's so fun. What, what, what I'm listening, uh, R-Sigma, is that you don't like to win. <laughs> I don't like to win in boring ways. <laughs> Fair enough. What about you, Beaverly? Any, uh, any runner-up decks that you would thought that you were going to play in this tournament? Yeah, so like... like- R Sigma said, I was definitely considering running Espeon Garb. That's why I play in real life and it's really consistent and it wins. But playing it, like he said, on TCGO is kind of boring, yeah. right? Because it's, it slows things down. So I was actually considering running Ho-Oh Vault 
because I was so sure I was going to see Steel, mm, like okay. just because of where the meta was at when that tournament started, I really thought I was going to see it. I'm happy I did it because yeah. I didn't see any Steel. <laughs> yeah, but I thought never... for sure that would be running everywhere. Yeah, and, and that goes directly in a, in a more overall open discussion in the sense that in NH Cyber Tournament, you, all, you, you see great players going with already known decks instead of what's new because it is not necessarily always the best idea to go with what's new and hip, mostly because most most definitely most people want to try that, but it's best to just go with what you already know at least at the time than practicing for a new meta. At least that's the way I take it. You guys might have a disagreement on that. Yes? No? How do you guys prepare? Um, I guess it depends how you look at the tournament. I mean, I looked at it as a way to like, like I'm gearing up for internets here next month. So back then I, I was really considering guard of work because I was hoping that like as the meta got closer and closer to internationals, like it was going to come back into focus and it really hasn't the ultra beasts like ultra box is now so good. Yeah. And the ability with Espeon garb to shut down that deck and to just destroy Buzzwall because Buzzwall is also just everywhere. Yes. It's, I don't think Gardevoir is going to do that well at internationals unless something crazy happens. And like I've been looking at the new set, I don't see anything coming to flip the meta. So I'm no. But like I said, at, at that point, I was kind of hoping the Gardevoir would come back since I spent all that lovely money getting my nice Gardevoirs in real life. But oh well, <laughs> that's how the game works. That definitely is how the game works. Now to end this discussion and enter the mailbag. Uh, oh, what show is this? Trainer's Mail and Deck of the Episode. <laughs> um, final thoughts. Uh, let's start with you, Beaverla. Any final thoughts on the tournament? Any tips uh, and tricks that you want to uh, tell our listeners at home or the guys that uh, haven't participated in the tournament yet because maybe you know they have they felt they haven't been ready or they're a little bit scared of how it works or intimidated maybe they have social anxiety and don't really want to interact that much with people any tips in general as to the flow and and how these tournaments are and 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 just in general go ahead no, I would honestly tell anybody who listens to this show or in the community or anything like that to come out for this and come out for it. I mean, it's pretty laid back. It's everybody's really nice. Like I, I slept through. I actually got home from work and I crashed and I slept through like the first hour when I was supposed to play somebody, like my, my third round. And I hopped on Discord, like, yo, I'm so sorry, can you do it? And he was there. And like, he's really understanding like things happen. And no, everybody's really nice. There was no BMing, which is like the worst thing about TCGO, like it's so frustrating when people do that, but there was none of that. The community is so nice. And I would honestly say that anybody who's interested should try to do it. But the only thing I would say like for the future mm-hmm. is I would love to see like more of these tournaments. I understand take a lot long time, but I think a cool variant would be like a, a theme deck tournament where like the playing grounds more leveled or I even like a like where your head's going out. In fact, that was my news for uh, the, <laughs> or the even end like, of this topic. <laughs> Or even like even or even like a, like a rogue deck tournament. Like don't no one plays like any like top meta decks. Like yeah. a deck like I like to play even now is uh before it rotates out is Houndor, Houndoom. I mean, oh, so wow. I can mill. Yeah, cause yeah that's I, real because I love the mill cut there. And like at, at my league, like once a month we have a we have a, a night set aside for people just to bring in like fun decks. Like someone plays Avalug. Like just stuff that you, you nice. you're never going to see in a tournament, yeah. but it breaks up the monotony of like 
constant yeah, competition the same, and yeah, all seeing the same faces, the same guard borders, uh, the same bus yeah. every time. Yeah, totally understand. And it and, and, and allows you to see other cards and maybe like seeing cards in the deck will give you an idea to your own deck too. But just things like that is like since the community is so cool, I think it's really reasonable to ex- like if you were to try to do that, you wouldn't have someone just drop in and be like, well, I didn't know Greninja GX was going to be a good deck. It's like, yeah, you did. But <laughs> this way, you, you you wouldn't see that, I don't think, because the community is so kind. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, no complaints about the tournament. Like I said, the way you guys run it, it's it's smooth because you give people flexibility. And no, it's fun. And anybody who's on the fence, just do it. Just have fun. Yes, that's the point uh, I wanted to come across. It's just fun. No intimidation. Uh, do not worry. This buckle really is the best community I've ever been in. And you will find no better a group of people that are so willing and understanding and just into Pokemon in general, whatever, whatever we're doing, it's fine because we're playing Pokemon and that's the whole point of Puckle. Um, and that's why we're here. And what Beaver last said, I'm going to take his recommendation right now because my big announcement is, and most of you uh, listening already know this, uh, already know or have been hinted that I've been planning a second event this year and that is the, going to be the first ever uh, annual uh theme deck tournament uh the reason why we went with theme decks is because i want even more people to participate and theme decks is by far the easiest way uh the rules um the rules are gonna be really simple and obviously i'm just gonna give you i'm giving you a teaser right now there is not a set date only a set uh moment and that is fall of 2018 that's when we're planning to have this tournament uh so somewhere anywhere from september to october uh, I'm aiming for, so stay tuned for that. And then, uh, because it's theme deck, no one gets to uh, alter those decks. You, you whatever theme deck, either you purchase or gotten or something in your PTCGO, that's what you're playing with. So everyone's in the same, the same uh, battleground. So choose your favorite. Maybe do some research. Check which one is the theme deck for you, uh, and participate with us. That's coming on definitely for sure soon later this year. So. Much hype for that. We're going to keep on hyping that, but we're going to keep on hyping as we get into the next section, which is Deck of the Episode. We'll be right back. Yo, it's your boy, Guzma, and it's time to break down the Deck of the Episode. Hello, hello, we're back, and it's Deck of the Episode, where you guys submit your... Uh, suggestions for deck of the episode and we scrutinize them embarrass you and then choose whether or not we like it <laughs> so let's start with the first one i'll take it away and it's our boy savage fire and he writes hey jishiro and malicious co-host as i incorrectly sent my deck of the episode last time uh i feel tempted to send a second in for good measure i feel devastated by the rotation so here is a deck that with pretty much all expanded cards, it's a based of the Gengar that Jishiro said never worked. <laughs> uh, I happen to be at summer camp. Uh, um, I happened to be at a summer camp a year ago, and I opened the breakthrough pack only to find a Trevenant break. I only now realize its potential. So here is the deck. So our boy here, Savage Fire. Sends in his uh, suggestion, and it's uh, Trevenant starts with, uh, we have for the Pokemon, 20 Pokemons, and that's four Frontumps, two Trevenants from X and Y, and uh, three from X and Y, and one from Breakthrough, Breakpoint, 
We got the three traveling bricks. We got two ghastlies, one hunter, two Gengars. This is the freak show Gengar. Uh, we got two Renorades, of course, and two auxiliary, which are draw support. Uh, based on the Pokemon alone, Sigma, let's start with you. What do you think of our boy uh, Savage Fire here and what he brought to the table? So, Trevenant, it, Trevenant and Trevenant Break are actually really, really good decks in Expanded already. Yeah. And what those decks do is you just get a Trevenant turn one by using a Tapu Lele into a Wally. Into a Wally. And then your opponent cannot play. <laughs> no item card. You don't even need, yeah, you don't even need the Lele, right? Isn't uh, Fourth Giant Plant still legal in uh, Expanded? Yeah, or do they get banned. that? It's banned they in that. general. They banned it. They're mining already. It, it was broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it, it wasn't broken in standard. If they allowed it to play in, in expanded, it was going to be way too broken because there's so many cards there. Yeah, it saw a nice resurgence slightly. So what because you're it, saying is, play this, but without the Gengar? Pretty much. Because <laughs> what happens is you can slowly weaken down all of your opponent's Pokemon. And then you use, like, enhanced hammers and crushing hammer. Well, maybe not so much crushing hammers, but... Lysanders to mess up where your po opponent's Pokemon are. And since they can't play Float Stones, then they can't really retreat either. They'll have to Guzma, and usually expanded decks only play one or two Guzma because they plan on VS Seekering them back. <laughs> so it doesn't actually matter. And uh, Mysterious Treasure made this deck really good recently. Shut up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what about you, Beaverla? Anything you want to add to that? Or basically, Sigma said everything that needed to be said. I think when it comes to Trevenant, Sigma covered everything. Yeah. I mean, get it out, stop everybody from doing anything, and just go. I mean, the only... I'm not, I don't play Expanded, but I think the only other deck you'd even need to worry about would be Night March, right? Yeah. Because that is uh, really rely on abilities. Uh, Night March is based on oh. a coin flip because they do require a lot of items to set up. <laughs> yeah. That's so if true. you win the That's coin true. flip, okay. If you win the coin yeah, flip, but, things I mean, are good. So, the thing I would say is add a Karen just to be safe because then yeah. you don't have to worry about it. And it's just a one of. Yeah. That's so it. And, and the trainer cards are going through them pretty basic. We got the Sycamores, the Wallies, three, two Wallies in this case. Uh, we got one Lysander, one Judge, four VS Seekers, which is pretty standard for Expanded. We got the three Ultra Balls, three Trainer's Mail. Uh, we got three Level Ball, two Head Ringers, two Floatstone, two Acrobike, one Rare Candy, three Dimensional Valleys with the Energy 7, Psychic, and three Mystery. Now, I pretty much all that, that I just mentioned is pretty standard, I believe, for a Tremonent deck. Um, uh, you want. Go ahead. You'll want more uh, ends because you're usually playing from behind. Like usually, you'll lose a phantom, or you'll lose a trevenant or two before you start taking knockouts on your opponent's Pokemon because you're doing like thirty damage at a time to everything. So your ends will lower their hand count while still drawing you six most of the time. And Cynthia is really good too. So you know, okay. standard drawers. Perfect. And there you go. He ends the email by saying, "Thanks for taking the time." To read my email and have a good week. And to show, if you do not get better, I will slap you via Discord to Tyrantrum's Foot Flop Savage. Now, that's in reference to the fact that I was dying when I got back from my vacation and couldn't stream or record until I got better because I was just dead. 
Now, moving on to the next <laughs> one, uh, Sigma. Uh, sorry, uh, Beaverlock, take it away. Okay, I've been tinkering with this deck without looking at it, looking at what other lists using this mod might be like. The Lion of the Sun himself, Solgaleo. I recently acquired a pair of Solgaleo GX from a friend who opened a ton of random theme decks he got and decided to try to make a go with this fearsome cat. Solgaleo is the single most important part of the deck, being able to run only... Being able to only run one can really put you in a bind, which is why I added Mew, so you can get the enemy re energy retrieval without putting your perfect cat at risk. When the energy train gets rolling, it's not amazing, but it's a lot of fun. Soul Glow GX ability is super handy to keep the good times rolling. Max potions can make your mon annoyingly immortal, and Brock's favorite hat, aka the frying pan, makes those fire Pokemon cry. It won't ever be a top cut deck, but if you like, careful energy management, then this is a great deck for the PTCGO ladder. Keep on flip-flopping Fog Pack. So he has, for his Pokemon, two Dustbane Necrozma, one Solgaleo, three Solgaleo GX, three Cosmog, one Mew, one Tapu Lele, and one Cosmoium. So you know he's running those rare candy. Oh, yes. And and that uh, single Solgaleo is obviously the Prison Star Solgaleo. Yes, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. I yes, the Prison oh, no, Star. No, no, um, so... Based on that, Beaverla, what do you think? So, I like the idea of it. And I don't think, if you're trying to base the deck around it, unless you're willing to put in a Magneton, or a, not Magneton, uh, what's Magneton evolve into? Magnezone. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be the only thing I would suggest because that is awful. I mean, that that with Paramount Coronet <laughs> is like one of the worst things ever. Yes. And yes. especially yes. with Gardevoir still kind of running around, like being able to have that energy retrieval and that energy buildup. So like, yeah, you max potion, you pull the energy right back out of the discard using Mount Coronet, and then you put it all back down the field using Magnazone. It's brutal. So the only thing I would even say to try to do would be to figure out how to get yourself a couple Magnazone in there because I, it's... I agree. It's I brutal. Think this, <laughs> I think this deck could use uh, one less Solgaleo GX. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think I would get rid of that Mew as well. I would. Uh, yeah. No. Why not? I don't mind the Mew. Uh, because Buzzwall is a thing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but you aren't really... But it only does basic... I mean, I guess it doesn't matter because uh, Dustmane kills everything anyway. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it just one-shots everything, so... Yeah, I get rid of it because it's the only basic in the deck it's taking in the deck from is Dustmane, so... Yeah. And so Galeo, the Ultra Prism. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Mm -hmm. um, there it may be a second Lele. Maybe a second Lele. I think running one is a little bit too risky because you want to at least be able to get your supporter if you need it, especially that turn one Bridget. So... Uh, I always would say be safe, especially if you're trying to build for any kind of standard format. You need to have at least two Lele to I really agree. try to keep it going. I definitely agree. Uh, okay, moving on, though, uh, to the trainer cards. You want to cover that real quick? Absolutely. He has two metal frying pans, four Ultra Ball, three N, two Mount Coronet, four Rare Candy, four Sycamore, one Super Rod, one Bridget, three Cynthia, two Field Blower, two Guzma. Four max, two heavy, three choice, two more max. Oh, max, four max elixir, two max potions. Sorry, I should be more specific. And then 10 metal energy. <laughs> um, 
I yep. don't. One Bridget makes me nervous. This is somebody who, like, like I said, I would, I played Guard of War. And Especially play if you're playing Guard. just one Tapu Lele, like running one. Yeah, game. it's really Three, scary. Cutting it really close there. Because those heavy balls are not going to help you turn one. <laughs> it's just not. Mm-hmm. And that makes me nervous. Um, also, because of the way, like how fast and how heavy this deck can hit, I would even suggest maybe going for four Cynthia 2N. Because you want to make sure you get your cards and you really aren't that concerned about what they're doing. Because for you, it's all about having that full hand to be, so like I said, to use your max potions, clear your damage off, and come back out hitting. So, but that'd be the only thing I would, that's just nitpicking though. No, no, I 100% agree with you, what you just said. Um, what about you, Sigma? Any, anything that you would change? Uh, no, I think it looks pretty solid and the yeah. recommendations you guys gave are great. <laughs> Perfect. And that's our uh, suggestion from our boy Baltak. Thank you so much for writing in. And then lastly, the last deck we're going to uh, add here to uh, the run is by none other than our friend from North, from the true white North. <laughs> Ten little man, take it away, Sigma. Congrats to Pokebabs for the win. I was written for you from week one. Oh, and hey, Jushiro and whatever wonderful co-host is on this episode. Ten little men. Substitute Pokedabs with Beaverla. But again, Pokedabs will be on the episode soon as soon as we can figure it out. Go on. Ten little men is back back again once again, (laughs) bringing you the hottest decks this side of Jank City. This week, I found myself faced with the difficult choice of what deck to send in. Do I send in my own Triassic Park build to win the Jushiro vote? Or do I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sly devil, you. Or do I actually send a half-decent deck to appeal to Sublime or Gator? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, then, like a bolt of lightning that struck me then like a bolt of lightning it struck me instead of doing something smart like that i decided to make the best deck i could around nitto king without <laughs> further ado, <laughs> i, I present love this to you so much <laughs> the royal squids my by, by may i also add that i think that he was the only one to name his deck am i He's wrong win- here I don't think Savage Fire gave a name to his deck, and I don't think Baltac either. So uh, looking got... at the emails, I do not believe so. Yeah, so I think Ten Little Men is uh, over the curve on this one, but we're going <laughs> to hold up fair. We're not going to take it against the other two, but name your decks. The crazier names that you name your deck, the better. So uh, go ahead. Continue on, Sigma. Sorry. All right. So here we go. The Royal Squids. Love it. We have 27 Pokemon, so get ready. Wow. We've got two Alolan Grimer, three Inkay, four Nidoran, two Tapu Lele GX, two Alolan Mux from Sun and Moon. That's the one that locks down your basic abilities. Three Malamar, three Nidorino, four Nidoking, and a 2-2 of Bremerade Octillery. Okay, so right off the bat, I'm not too familiar for what Nidorkin does, so maybe you can hear, help me here, Sigma. What is this deck about? Uh, that's what we're looking up. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to assume we're going to be uh, powering things up with 
Alolan, uh, okay. Alolan Muck, for example, GX, uh, shuts down much basic. like Glaze, uh, basic uh, 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 abilities, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we on basic Pokemon, I think, right? Yeah, on only basic yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a poor man's garbage or. Um, All right. Yes. <laughs> which is so, funny because I GX. Go ahead. I have found the Nidoking. King. It is the Steam Siege Nidoking. King, as okay. an ability that doesn't matter because its ability yes. says your Nidoking's King's <laughs> attacks do an additional twenty damage, and there are none of those here. <laughs> what we're really doing. <laughs> Oh god, uh-huh. What we're really doing here is this attack called Power Lariat. For two psychics and a colorless, it does 60 plus damage. This plus damage, however, is 30 damage for each evolution Pokemon on your bench. <laughs> okay. So apart okay. from that Tapu Lele, each thing on your bench should be doing an extra 30 damage. Okay. Which sounds kind of cool. <laughs> So you got the Alolan Muck to shut down those pesky uh, basic that want to have abilities, but then if they dare, yeah. if they have the audacity to evolve, Nidoking will surely damage them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not letting anyone use invasion on us. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're shutting we're down. Not gonna, all... Yeah, we're going to shut that down right here, right now. No way. Shutting down some Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Some stars. Sele- this deck has a very selected outrage, that's for sure. Well, that Lele, Le- too, obviously. It's just hard yeah. to not Le- turn Le- one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, could you read through the trainer? Uh, well, before that, sorry, uh, uh, Beaverlet, do you have anything you want to add uh, about, or comments, suggestions, or just comments? So, spoiler, King is my favorite Pokemon that's not legendary. Um, I actually have almost every single Nidoking TCG card ever made. Nice. So to see this and actually looking at it, like I kind of like it. I can kind of see where he's coming with it. Um, I mean, looking at the whole deck, I would definitely drop the Grimers and the Mucks because yeah. it's too slow for what you're trying to do. And I would do what you do with any other stage two and go with your four Nidoran, four Nidoking, drop two of those Nidorino. And just go with the one four rare candy and kind of build it in a similar way like that. And I would also try to get some Nidoking breaks in there because Nidoking break doesn't have to rely on your bench having evolution down. It's 120 for a psychic, psychic, colorless. And with the Malamar, that's really easy to get. You're pulling your energy out of the discard. And that's hitting 240, which is clearing the board against Naganadal and Buzzwall. And plus, even if you don't kill it, you poison the Pokemon and then it does two damage counters instead of one. Yeah. So whenever I think about poison, I think about Sviper and how you can, like, if you have two on the bench, then that two becomes four. So then if you, you can hit 120, you put a choice that's 150. And then if you have two Sviper on the bench, that's four poison damage, and that goes up to 190, which will kill pretty much every single basic GX. Well, but you that's could just... also run maybe Evolution's Nidoking. That does twenty to each Pokemon on your opponent's bench for a psychic, psychic, colorless, and does a hundred to the active. Yeah, and then nice spread the break. damage. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's not a bad point either. And then you can still throw the break on because, like you said, that ability does nothing. Like you aren't, you would never build the deck with that. And the other cool thing too with that Rumble, the first attack on the Evolution's Nidoking, King, is that they can't retreat. So you're forcing them to use a Guzma, or you're forcing them to, to do something else. And then if you want to ability lock. 
yeah, if you want to ability lock, then I would say if you really, really want to ability lock, get yourself a two-two line of Garbotoxin. I mean, don't mess around with evolved abilities; just lock them all down. Yeah. But no, hey, why I don't like we just it. run? Uh, why don't we run Trash Alliance too? <laughs> and then throw Espeon well, in there, drop the Nidoking, and then go. <laughs> All I can say about this deck is this deck severely, severely has a problem. And that is that I don't see enough Furin Pardos. But just that's just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, not enough from Pardos. 7 out of 5. I mean, 7.5 7, 7. out of 10. Anyway, uh, and finish off with the trainers, uh, Sigma. Okay, so we've got four mysterious treasure because they're a great item. Uh, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I will stand my ground, and I'll see you on the episode of Regrets. <laughs> Wait, Jashiro, did, did you say you didn't like mysterious treasure? Mysterious treasure is the hill I will die on. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Did you, did you say it wasn't a good card? I said it was not very effective, mostly because I don't see how this is <laughs> That much better than Ultra Ultra Ball, even for decks that run those types. Because you only throw one card away. I know, I know the logic behind it, but in my mind, okay. it's like, <laughs> in my mind, it's like, but, but, but it's just, it's just one card less, and you're limited on the type you're trying to search, and usually, like, it doesn't help you if you're trying to search. Anyway, I know why my mind is. Again, I see you on the regret episodes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I just didn't know that. I'm still taking it back. I did not. No, no. It's take it in. Not like uh, absorb it. That was bad this is, too. This is this generation's talent flame for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, continue on. <laughs> okay. So we've got two rescue stretcher, three sycamore, one Bridget, four Cynthia, three Guzma, and four Ultra Ball with eight psychic energy rounding out the deck. And then you have uh, PS. Oh, yeah. PS, he's running Evo Soda instead of Rare Candy because this deck is dirt slow anyway. So I figured consistency is better than speed. <laughs> it's, it's a fair assessment. Um, yeah. It, it has like four Mysterious Treasures and four Ultra Balls. It's like, yeah, no, I'm getting what I, I need. What? Well, usually you can cut a couple Ultra Balls when you're running Mysterious Treasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when your entire deck is Psychic with the exception of that Octillery line. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. can cut one or two of them. So there we are, mm -hmm. guys. Thank you so much uh, uh, for writing in Ten on Ten Little Men and Baltuck and Savage. Comes from the, vo the vote now to see who at which one of these is deck of the episode. I'm going to go ahead and start with Sigma. What's your vote going for? I kind of like this mess that's the Nidoking deck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your vote goes to the Nidoking deck. What about you, Virla? I'm actually with them, too, and I'm not lying. I actually pulled out like my TCG notebook, and I'm like taking notes for the next like fun deck night. Because the, <laughs> yes. fact that I could, the fact that I could one-shot anything psychic right now in the meta with the Nidoking really makes me happy. So yeah, Nidoking <laughs> for sure. Nidokings wins cross the bar because that's definitely my, <laughs> my suggestion as well. Uh, Ten Little Men, you won deck of the episode. Congratulations. As you know, your deck will be featured on the deck, uh, the show notes here. And of course, on uh, the Really V, our boy, the Really V is going to make an article for you, uh, for your deck in Reddit and Facebook. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much. And yeah, again, guys, the key to winning 
deck of the episode is creativity, making a deck. It doesn't have to be a championship deck. It doesn't have to be a tournament deck. It just has to sound like a fun deck. And literally, you can do fun decks with obscure cards. So be be creative, be uh, original, and it will... As long as the deck makes sense, right? Even though we know this deck is never going to win, but it sounds like just a blast to play. Yes, that's what we're looking for in deck of the episode. So, congratulations to 10 Little Men. And and we're headed towards everyone's favorite Pokemon 50 questions where we get to s- try to stump our co-host. It's going to be Beaverless turn to see if he can get it. We'll be right back. Who's that Pokemon? And we are back to everyone's favorite Pokemon 15 questions. Who's that Pokemon where we try to stump our co-host into figuring out what Pokemon we are thinking. Now, you guys know the rules. Lower your browsers. No Pokedexes. No Game Boys or 3DSs or DSIs or any of those weird technology. No, 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 no. It has to come from your mind. Secondly, no questions regarding the Pokedex, as in what this Pokemon Pokemon number, Pokedex number is, or whether or not it's in Leaf Green, or, you know, whatever version. It has to be in-game questions only. Uh, with that being said, those are really the only real big uh, rules. Uh, we The order is going to be, we start with Sigma, then follows with Beaverlag, going back to Sigma, so forth, until you reach the, uh, the end, which is Pokemon 15, uh, the 15th question, which... It has to be who you trying to figure out what Pokemon it is. So that, that has to be included as one of the questions. So that being said, let's go ahead and start this right now and do this. So without further ado, as our fearless leader says, Sigma, who's that Pokemon? Uh, is this Pokemon a monotype Pokemon? It is not. Okay. All right. Does this Pokemon evolve? Nope. Okay. Has this Pokemon evolved from something? Yes. Go for Bivola. Is this a stage two Pokemon? Uh, Based on the trading card, right? Stage two. Yeah. Uh, no. Alright. So it's a stage... Uh, is the unevolved form the same types? Does it match both types as the evolved one? You have to... You you really have to make me open another tab. I It's just so inconsiderate <laughs> of you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you repeat the question on one more time. Does the pre-evolution share the the same types as the this Pokemon? Yes. Yes. Okay. Go for Vibula. both of them. Both types. All right. So just to clarify, it is a yeah. dual type stage one Pokemon that is that right. shares the same typing as its previous evolution. Correct. Yes. Could you run into this Pokemon? while surfing no interesting i like that one yeah that's a really this is why i like having new players and new hosts because they come up with really clever questions 
Go away, you stupid so goldnets. So I would say that kind of gets rid of a lot of flying and obviously a lot of water, too. It does. Or the combination of those. Uh, I was wondering if you'd be mean and get Pelipper and just be real rude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, does this Pokemon have any immunities based on typing? Um, yes. All right. It's a long list of things. <laughs> yeah. Is this Pokemon larger than a trainer? Like by size, right? That's on the cards, right? So I can ask that. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it for sure? Is it bigger? Is it bigger than like a six foot tall dude? No. Go for Sigma. I was gonna ask how specific because the range of the human being. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> we have really what? short humans and really ta- tall humans. So uh, Sorry. I was gonna ask. No, no, you did perfectly. I was gonna ask you to specify a little bit more. Uh, let's see. Is this Pokemon weak to fighting? It is er- not. So we have question number 10 there, meaning we have five questions left. Oh my gosh. Let's, re- yes. <laughs> let's go ahead and retreat, uh, uh, and uh, repeat what we know so far. We know that it's uh, a stage one, right? Well, you go ahead and do this. Well, I don't know why I'm helping you guys. <laughs> we know it's a dual-typed stage one Pokemon that is the final evolution. And it is not taller than a human and not weak to fighting type. Okay, so there we go. We're clear on that. Uh, uh, we're going to question number 11, and of course, that's our boy Beaverla, so ask away. All right, so clarification question before I ask it. I oh, know yeah, we can't ask, sure. like, is it found in leaf green? But, like, can I ask, is this Pokemon encounterable in Kanto? Like, yes. is that so allowed? region names, it is allowed. Uh, 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 the reason why I don't allow uh, games in general is because it's it's very different asking if it's in Kanto than asking if it's Leaf Green. Because if you ask in Kanto, I, you do have a good clue. But at the same time, Kanto has been featured in few versions, right? Even remakes. Yes. So that changes mm-hmm. things. So those questions about whether or not it's in the region, totally allowed. In fact, they're encouraged. So go ahead. Okay. So is this Pokemon encounterable in Johto? Okay, that's an excellent question, and the answer to that is yes. All right, cool. Okay, so it's before Gen 5. Hopefully. That's it. <laughs> Unless he did something crazy, I don't even know. Okay, so we know it can't be a fairy type anymore. That's gone. Yes. Well, actually, no, mm. we don't. Because it could be a fairy type. It because be a retroactive they added... fairy yeah, type. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, that's why Keep regional in... questions are not that well, uh, not necessarily always that good. Uh-huh. Stupid, so, Mr. Mime. Well, what about as <laughs> what Azumarill, right? That's fairy water, but I don't think you can catch that run into that while you're surfing. It and that's is, in uh, Johto. Yeah, because Meryl's found in the cave of deer. And he was asking if it was by cards, like I don't think the baby would if you evolved the Azrael up into a Meryl, that doesn't count as like as Meryl is not a stage one. It's still basic, no, it right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they so got that rid of Azrael, 
Yeah, so I guess we could be looking at like a baby that goes up twice, Mm -hmm. maybe. Uh, We could ask if there's a baby book. If it's a if there's a baby book, I'm gonna help you out there. Uh, Don't bother. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) with babies. This is why I asked the is can it hatch from eggs question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that wouldn't help this way. We could also ask like if. I mean, how much was allowed? Like, we asked it like if it's a gym leader's Pokemon. Is that a question that's allowed? Oh, for sure. Requires me to do some research. But yeah, sure, it's allowed. <laughs> One second. Is that wait? Is that going to be the question? This, this, it's not mine. So, I'm yeah. just trying to think of ways to narrow this down. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. So who's turning uh, it? Was it Sigmas? I, the thing is, I'm not sure if too many gym leaders in the Johto region use second two-stage dual-type Pokemon. Uh, like, well, there's it could also be Kanto, right? Because there's there's crossover. Yeah. Because like, some are still. If you found it in Johto, you can also find it in Kanto sometimes. But I mean, just to try like to. Like, Bugsy doesn't example. use that thing. And I reminded that this is question any... 13, too. The one that we're Yeah, I know. Out. That's why we're discussing it. Three questions. Left. Yeah, we're discussing it. Okay. Um, Whitney doesn't use that. What about dragon types? What about dragon types? Are there any. Felix. Uh, all the dragon types. We're three stage. Okay. Because it's Kingdra and Dragonite. Kingdra's, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay. Actually, I think all of the dragon types at that point were still three stage. So that doesn't matter. You want matter. to try to guess uh-huh. you want to try to guess a typing? It's not weak to fighting. So do you want to try to guess a typing that wouldn't be weak to fighting so we can at least try to narrow down one of them? Uh the thing is it's dual type, so that doesn't even help that much. Because if yeah. it could be a flying type and a steel type. Like, well, it couldn't be a Skarmory, mm-hmm. but like, um, <laughs> yeah. So that makes it, dual types make it a pain unless you're looking for immunities. I'm trying so, to get things you can run into in Johto. Like, that's all I'm thinking about. You guys are on the right uh, track. You yeah, just have just, to nail down those types. Gyarados is well, the real issue, right? And you can't run into that while surfing. Uh, Gyarados is used. Uh yeah, you find that by surfing, so that's out. And uh, also, you can doesn't it. share it doesn't share the same types with its basic. Yeah, true. Magic card doesn't have flying. Yeah, I forgot that one. Yeah, you can find Darn. it. I think you might be able to find Meryl surfing in the question, uh, Sigma. I know we're trying oh, to just, figure out something that's worth just edit it out because we only have two questions. <laughs> so far. <laughs> <laughs> Right? We only have two questions left. Uh, no, you have three. Well, the last yeah, question, no, we 13, have to ask 14, and 15. Oh, well, yeah, if you... 15 oh, has... Okay, oh, yeah, there we go. Got, I got so we only have two... <laughs> yeah, we have two questions to so what we figure have, out what it is. Uh, real quick recollection, right? It's dual-type. Dual it is a stage one, um, it, which doesn't evolve, and it does have a previous evolution. Uh, which shares the it's same types, type. and it's found in uh, Johto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a pain in the butt because it's Johto, and it's immune um, against it's immune uh, to a type. And to something fighting is not very effective against this guy. We can ask you, or it could cave. be a regularly effective. Uh, what was we that? Could ask that? What was that? I was asking if we could ask if we could be found. Uh, before no no before so when that you said one, this what, what what you said about the 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 fighting type sigma oh we don't know if it's weak 
if it's strong or if it's resistant to biting or not. We just okay. know it's not weak to biting. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you can ask if it's left. resistant to fighting and that resistant or immune to fighting and that gets rid of flying ghost and fairy kind of at least it gets rid of monotype of those or yeah one type of those um ask away when you said that it's found in johto do you mean that it was that it's actually found in johto or that it's pre-evolution is found in johto oh no it's it's found in johto oh okay that helps a lot too <laughs> okay so can th- does this pokemon resist fighting type yes all right in okay. fact in fact so, so because yeah, i because definitely... i like because i like beaver so much <laughs> i'm gonna say it is very resistant to fighting. Ooh, wait, that doesn't help that much. <laughs> really, it doesn't. Okay. Well, maybe it does. We'll find out. So it's definitely not normal, definitely not dark, and definitely not steel. <laughs> yep. What is resistant to fighting? What is immune to fighting? Well, my first thought was a fairy flying type, which is Togetic, but that evolves, so that's not it. <laughs> yeah, and it and Togepi right? is considered a well, is Togepi considered Togepi considered a stage one? I mean Togepi considered it's not Togepi, a baby. Togepi is Togepi. considered a basic one. Yeah. So that isn't yeah, that gets rid of that. Yeah. So there's fairy. Um Fairy resists, flying resists, psychic resists. It could be but it can't be Mr. Mime because that's a st- basic. Yes. In terms of the TC. Um, so it shouldn't be ground either. Because if there. it's double resist. Also, it could be a ghost. What's what stage are only two stage ghosts. two ghosts? Yeah. Well, stage two ghosts, because... dual types. It's even smaller than that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because you can't even do Duskull because it evolves a third time with that item. Um, and it's Mono Ghost. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying yeah, to think of fairy type. Not banana because of... it's Mono Ghost as well. I'm trying Actually, to think of like, other fairy type. Why am I doing? Why am I helping you guys? <laughs> Wait, are there? <laughs> what was that? Are there any stage two ghosts with dual types in Johto? Is Miss Magius a dual type? Nope. <laughs> Go- like Johto ghost. had four ghosts. Original Johto had four ghosts with Gengar. Yeah, but we're, I, I, I think this is going to be like this is I think it's heart gold Johto. So other so ghosts I'm, have two I mean, types. There's Miss Magia. Drift Driftlim is one mm. with the dual what? type. Um, yeah. Driftlim yeah, is you're right. the only ghost. You got two questions left. Do you want to ask if one of the types is flying, and then if it is, just go with Drift Bloom? Uh, ask if one of the ty- types is ghost. Because getting I think of- we okay is one of the types. Or no, be- oh, I think it was submitted. I think I pushed the button. No, 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 no. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. Well, I was thinking. Well, the I, thing I was is, we, the only we ghost pretty type much know it. Is- is drift blast. Go ahead. Uh, the other thing is, 
bug flying can double resist fighting. So and there are Yan Yan Mega. Uh, Yan Mega can and Ledian. And that's flying, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's so let's ask if it's bug, and if it's not, we'll go with driftworm. Yeah. It's okay. Bug. It's, are you are you okay with that? Yeah. All right. Is this part bug? I'm so glad you went with that question. Yes. Okay. Well, now it's only so, like a 50-50. <laughs> do you want to go <laughs> Legion or do you want to go Yan Mega? Um, well, he said you can actually find the actual Pokemon in the Johto, so Ledian seems more likely because I don't think you can find Yan Mega. I think you have to evolve. How do you evolve? How do you how do you do that? It has to know oh, ancient power as an attack, which it gets at like level thirty three or something. Let's go with Ledian. Um, there might be. An, I don't think there's. It, well, technically, Ariados also resists, but it's not immune to anything, so it's you can ignore that one. Uh, same with Venomoth. If it if it is Ledian, that's so mean. I bet he just caught one in Pokemon Go. And that's why he's thinking of it. <laughs> I will not react I, to I'm that thinking, question. <laughs> I, I'm thinking it's Ledian. <laughs> but All right. Go for it. Is this Pokemon Ledian? Yes! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Excellent work, guys. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> it is. You guys nailed it. Uh, I was getting worried. Yes, I, I selected Lydia and thinking this should be a, a not too hard one, but not too easy one, an in-between one for having Beaverla uh, a first time here on a show. Didn't want to grab something obscure or hard to guess. I guess I chose wrong <laughs> when I realized like I should help him a little bit because I just figured that yes, this we if you wanna if you wanna say forgettable Pokemon, Lydia is Lydia is really up there. <laughs> It's really up there in those has... forgettable Pokemon. <laughs> no, fun Weirdest fact, though. Weirdest having to pick up the... from, like, Gen 4. <laughs> that be awful. Oh, and I've done that. And I've like, welcome to Wormadam land. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Now, um, thank you so much, guys. This does mean that it's the end of the episode. Brew, I know. We could have been here all night, and I wish we could. But we do have to continue on. Of course, if you guys like what you hear here, please, if fun doesn't stop here, we have two other shows, the main flag with our fearless leader Thatch and Puckle Podcast show, and then we also have the Game Corner with our king of mischief and trivia, our boy Professor Snag, so don't miss those. As well, if you want to continue, be part of the community, which we really, really recommend you do, as you heard Beaverla. It, we have tournaments, we have activity, we are a fun crowd. If you're looking for a non-toxic, and I know that almost every single place out there is toxic. If you have a, if you really want a non-toxic Pokemon experience, come here to Pokemon to Buckle. We make sure that our members are taken care of. We have, and not in the mobster style, just in general taken care of. <laughs> We have, please follow us on Twitter at Puckle Podcast. Our Facebook groups, we have two. We have the Facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast, which is the main uh, uh, group for Puckle in general. And then we have, of course, the Facebook.com slash Puckle TCG, which is all things TCG here. We just really regurgitate all the news and then comment on all the new stuff that's coming out. Uh, Kudos to our boy, uh, the Really V, for keeping that up to date. 
And then, of course, you can our Reddit and go to r slash Puckle, where you will find our Deck of the Episodes articles there as well. And we have tum- their tumblers at pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. If you like tumbling, I've never used Tumblr in my life. I have no idea what you do there. I guess you post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess you post funny cat videos there as well, because I've seen that that's the only thing that all social media has in common. Um, and I think we're you- too old for Tumblr. <laughs> Um, and then you have, uh, uh, make sure you review us on iTunes. Uh, it helps us keep up and be new and find new uh, listeners as well. Um, of course, if you have the income to do so and you're not dying of hunger, please, if you can, support and become a Patreon, uh, patreon.com. Uh, there, find Puckle Podcast and you can donate. Every single cent that you guys donate goes directly back to you guys. All the things that we do for you guys, from the equipment that we buy we buy for making the quality shows that we do, to the prices of every single tournament, which Beaver like can claim for. He got a nice prize for he winning second place. What did you win? Shocked. I was shocked. I got 56 code cards, which I did not go. expect. I did it just for fun, and I was shocked. <laughs> and Jashiro, I hate to admit it, I traded those code cards for a tapu lele in real life i oh, hope you perfect. don't hate me dude that's perfect as long as you got something good out of that real life <laughs> tapu lele that's nothing to say sorry for if you got a real life tapu lele thanks to our tournament that's legit awesome so k- k- kudos i did i picked up you. my third lele thanks to thanks to puckle <laughs> that's and and again our tournament was free you didn't even have to pay a dime you just participated and by the way for those of you who are still on the uh on the um uh, divert, uh, uh, on the size of whether or not to participate, not only are they free, but we also make sure that so we have a first prize winner and a second prize winner. But our third prize, instead of giving it to a third prize winner, what we do is we randomly select someone who participates. Doesn't matter if we, they won any game. It's completely random selected. All you need to make sure that your your name is, is pulled out for sure is... Make sure you participate in every win in every game. Every time you participate, win or lose, your name gets put into that uh, a randomizer. Uh, that, uh, uh, and at the end, once we there's a first place and a second win, we go ahead to our randomizer and take up who participated. And then from there, we choose a third and we give an equal uh, big prize to them. So kudos uh, uh, for those. I think Domo, right? Uh, uh, Dogo Domo was the one who who won. The randomizer. So Domobot? Domobot, yeah. So congrats to him. Um, so please definitely just participate. It's free. Oh, and the prizes also go up depending on how many people do participate. The reason why our boy here, Beaver Lion, D-Babs, and Domobot got so, ma- so much boosters is because we had a good amount of people participating. So the more people participate, the more we invest uh, in prizes for you guys. So the bigger the tournament, the bigger the prizes. So make sure that for the next one, the theme deck, remember guys, that one is coming uh, by, uh, for the NFL. And uh, again, the more people participate, the more prizes there is. So stay tuned for that. And last but certainly not least, least if you want to experience all things Pokemon, go ahead to our Discord, people. There you will find someone to talk Pokemon 24 hours a day, either VGC, TGC, trade battle whatever you want you will find someone to participate in discord uh and uh that's our main source of communication we're all of our members and we're constantly almost all of the hosts are constantly there i'm only at at lord jashiro way f- 
from people com uh, talking to me. So if you want to talk to me or Sigma, Beaverla, Sublime, Gator, we're all at the Discord, really available to have conversations and just interact with you for sure. Now, that being said, thank you so much, Sigma, for being here as always. Yep, it was a good time. Always is with you. And Beaverla, extra thank you for you for making it tonight. I know it's uh, the scheduling has been kind of hell, and I really appreciate you taking the time to sit <laughs> here with us. Oh, it's not a problem. I love coming on here. And if anybody's coming to the uh, North American Internationals here oh, in yes. Columbus, I will be there. Feel free to hit me up on uh, Discord. I live in the area. So maybe yes. we can hang Perfect. out after we get knocked out round one <laughs> <laughs> for sure and for those of you at home thank you so much for listening you guys make Poco. you are the reason why we do this every day uh so we can already hear the, the guitar in the background it's closing time so with that i need you guys and see you on the flip flop thank you and you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.